It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bond. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. It's Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. Uh, my name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as always, my co-host AJ Applegarth. What is up, man? What's going on? What's going on? Ready to uh, to get this thing going? Yeah. Um. And we are for the first time ever. We are live. Uh, I think we're still having some slight technical difficulties, but uh, it's hopefully getting better. Uh, the the audio and visuals. Hopefully, our, our windows won't be resizing halfway through the show like they did last week. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's looking good so far. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get, get into this, see what our first live show does for us. And, uh, it's rock and roll, man. So let's do some news and notes to start here. First, man, we'll start with baseball. Dude, I have no idea. Like when I wrote these notes two days ago, right, it was Manfred said that, you know, he was hundred percent solid, sold that there was going to be a season. And then like the next day he came out and said, well, I'm not so sure anymore. Like, (laughs) Just done with this. Now it's him and the MLBPA or um, uh, manager or whatever you call them. Uh, players they, union. They met the players union rep. Like they met, and apparently, like Manfred thought there was a deal that they like agreed upon verbally or whatever, but apparently not. So who knows now? Um, it sounds better. It's up from the 50 ish games up to 60 ish. Like, we don't know. Like, I guess the players still want more, obviously. Um, sounds like they're getting closer. I don't know. What's your thoughts on the likelihood that we have a season? Blow it up. <laughs> Just awesome. I'm, I'm over it. Like I figure it out for next year because we're going to be going through the same crap next year as it is with, with the, uh, you know, re-upping of the season then so i just think it it's time to either get it going or don't like stop talking about it and bitching about it and whatever both of you as in two sides are just greedy so if you can't come to an agreement fine scrap it and then you have yeah 10 months to figure it out Hopefully, yeah. I, look, I would not be totally opposed to not having a baseball season this year, only because I'm like neck deep into football, and I don't really want to go back to having to try to figure out how to write some baseball content right now. Uh, yeah. It's been off my mind for a while. Not, not only that, but like, I literally have no idea how to run all my fancy baseball leagues that I like run myself are head-to-head leagues. I have no idea how to run a head-to-head league with 60, 60 games because those include playoff weeks. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You can't. I mean, there's no, there's no way you're gonna have like eight weeks, if that, of a regular season, and you could go on a run in a regular length season for eight straight weeks, one way or the other, and either completely tank your season or completely pull it out of the depths and become playoff relevant. It's just, it's too short of a season. I just don't think it's worth even doing. As far as head to head, you'd have to do it roto. Uh, or season-long total points, or something like that. That's about it. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really not sure what to do. My, my first thought here is, um, um, my initial, yeah, my, my very first thought on how to do this would to be like to play like two or three opponents every week, right? And so that way, it kind of gives you a more of a, a head-to-head record, right? Like. Yeah, it kind of sucks if you have to play three players when Mike Trout gets hurt for two weeks, but so be it. Like everybody's in the same boat, right? Um, but at least that way you get more games under your belt instead of what six to eight. Like if you do, like you win a win loss record if you win the week or lose the week, right? Instead of the total, um, 
you know, categories. like the total like categories, right? Then yeah, you're looking at like a six and zero record or three and three record. That's crazy to me. Um, I just don't, I don't see know. It. There's I just a, don't there's, see it working out. Yeah, there, there's someone's going to bitch about it and complain because, like you said, they're going to have a great player that's got injured for maybe uh, just a standard, you know, IL stint, but they're playing six teams. It's like the guy's injured for six weeks. So, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't see it making sense at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, we do have some football news. Um, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles lineman uh, got hurt this week. Uh, blanking on his name right now. I didn't write down the the note, unfortunately. Um, so he he's. He's out. Uh, I mean, what what do you think that does for for that team? You know, Wentz and Sanders, obviously hot commodities. Um, what do you, as a Philly fan, what, what do you what are you thinking there? Yeah, it's it's definitely a loss. Um, but you know, having Brooks out, I, I think my my guess is they could just try to go back and see uh, what Jason Peters is doing because I don't believe he's signed with anybody yet. I mean, he's we'll, he's see what happens. Still another year older, but. I mean, the line's solid as it is. And last year, you know, they were so good because they were healthy all year. And now here we go again where they're already missing a piece. So um, it's definitely a big blow. I I don't think it crushes their value too much, though, personally. Yeah. And then uh, obviously Zeke got the coronavirus. I mean, is any any worry this far out from the start of the season? I mean, with, you know... Stuff we don't know about, really, right? I mean, it's 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 kind of right. tough. So, yes, no, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it depends. I mean, I feel like there's a, a ton of older people that have really fallen victim to it and not had great outcomes. There's some younger people that have fallen victim to it and had not great outcomes, and vice versa. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I I would drop them down maybe a spot or two if I was doing early drafts or something, but I, I still think he'll be all right overall. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not super concerned there. Um, <clears throat> so I right, man, well, let's move on to our beer of the week. We're working on this one. <laughs> um, all right, well, I'll, I'll just start. We're, we're missing our sound effect, but I don't want to drag it on. Oh, I think he's got it. You want to do it? Mm, beer. There, we got it. All right. Uh, so I'm drinking a, a Kushwa uh, Face Chop. It is 8.2%. It is brewed with Citra. Citra. And get this, more Citra. Um, <laughs> so a lot of Citra. It's good, though, man. A, a New England double IPA. Uh, I gave this one a four and a half, man. I love this beer. It is phenomenal. So uh, I definitely recommend it if you can find it. Awesome. Uh, I myself uh, picked up a few different new brews tonight. One being the the DC Brow uh, on the wings of Armageddon Imperial IPA. It's a nine point two percenter. Definitely, uh, definitely heavier. That's um, got a little bit more of a pretty heavy malty taste to it, but it's good. I'll probably give it a. Uh, Four and a quarter, at least. Nice man, I'm check that one out too. All right, well let's let's jump into things. We're gonna start our division previews tonight, um, starting with the AFC East. And to help us with that, we've got Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports. Eric, you there? I am indeed. What's happening, fellas? Hello, hello. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Uh, glad to have you on board. Uh, and uh, we got a lot to cover, so I say we just jump into things, man. Let's do it. All right. So first, first and foremost, we've got like our hot question for the division for each one. And for this one, you got to talk about Tom Brady leaving, right? So Tom Brady's gone. Um, you know, is it finally time for somebody else to win this division or can the Patriots still do it without Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been thinking about this a lot all off season, and, and it was just the way that Belichick seemed to kind of let Brady twist in the wind a little bit and play his options out and look around. I mean, he didn't show any urgency then, you know, which says maybe something about Brady. And he certainly didn't show a lot of urgency in free agency. 
uh, or in the draft to get another quarterback. Um, you know, that doesn't that sort of tell you that there's something to Jared Stidham, right? I mean, he sort of believes in the kid. I don't think you count on Brian Hoyer to come in and win you 11 games. So, you know, assuming Stidham wins the job, you know, they still have a defense. They have some young guys on offense who could get better. Am I betting against them? No. Do I feel like the Bills have more momentum and they could be a, a young team on the rise capable of beating them? Absolutely. So that's that's probably the one team in the division that I would feel most comfortable picking over New England this year. Yeah, fair enough. AJ, anything else to add to that? Uh, yeah, I agree that you know Hoyer is definitely not somebody that you want to try to rely on. So you know, give give the uh, the reins over to Stidham here and see what he can do. And he's got he still has a decent amount of uh, you know talented weapons to deal with. So we'll get into them here as well. Yeah, so let's just drop right into it, man. We, we're going to go position by position, uh, break down. You know, we're, we'll run through ADP. We'll do some questions and just try to get to as many of these guys as possible. Uh, so starting with quarterbacks, we've got uh, Josh Allen, top of the top of the list here. Pretty wide margin for ADP. His QB, he is QB seven. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, QB twenty two. We got. Tua at 27, Stidham at 31, and Fitzpatrick at 33. Um, again, like Josh Allen is really the the only quarterback being widely drafted, and as as he should be. Um, so I want to know though. Speaking of Josh Allen, can he return that value this year, Eric? I mean, is, is this? I mean, he was drafted a lot later last year, and he 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 really returned value, and then some. But QB sevens. That's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're counting on another eight or nine rushing touchdowns, basically, I would say. I mean, obviously, you think Stefan Diggs is going to add to the offense, add a little punch to the receiving game. Um, you know, they did have some drop passes last year. Uh, you would think Dawson Knox in year two, offensive line being better, a little bit more diverse run game. It all It's all going to help him out, but you're still – you know, he could take steps forward as a passer and be a quote unquote better quarterback and get four rushing touchdowns this year and not meet up that to that lofty number right there. I would, you know, he's gonna come up short if he doesn't get those opportunities. And that and the question you ask yourself, and if if I'm thinking about Allen, is how you know, having seen so this is a group that came from Carolina, a lot of guys in the front office who are Panthers guys who were there when Cam Newton was drafted. Cam had a lot of rushing touchdowns, a lot of short yardage situations when he was in Carolina's first two years. And I think it was around year three, check me if I'm wrong, where they started kind of not letting him get beat up on those types of plays as much. So does that does that frighten me a little? Yeah. And Allen's, you know, been hot and cold as a passer too. So <laughs> yeah, that one I'm just – you know, a little bit leery of, even though he's clearly got a, a lot of ability. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, hot, yeah, I hot when he's bombing it seventy yards down the field and <laughs> gets a completion for a touchdown. So, well, Eddie Rod's an extra eighty for a touchdown too. That yeah. helps, but you know, the the fifty something percent completion percentage is not helping his <laughs> helping his case at all. That's I feel like that's gonna come. That's that's really gonna hurt him sooner rather than later. People are gonna. It, this is not gonna work. So. Yeah, I agree. So, aside from Allen, then, uh, are you even willing to take any of the other quarterbacks in in this division as far as a uh, you know a non super flex or two quarterback league, uh, maybe as like a backup or anything? Yeah, I mean, Stidham would be a fascinating you know late round flyer if you want to put two quarterbacks on your roster. Uh, some guys do, some don't. Obviously, you know whatever, but. You know, I mean, he has a little bit of running ability. He's not a scrambler, but like Garoppolo when he was there, he could he could pick up first downs, occasional touchdown. You know, he's got enough arm talent there. I'm not wild about New England's weapons, you know. So, but there's something about him that 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 it's interesting to me. And and at that value where you might be, you know, you're probably gonna be able to get him with your last pick if you if you want to go that route. You know, it, it's hard for me to believe that he's not going to play his way into, you know, the top 20 or so fantasy quarterback positions. So I don't know. I just have a feeling. I mean, Darnold would be the other gamble that you would say, okay, 
you know, assuming he's healthy, he's going to start all 16. They get the tight end back. They get Bell back. They get a few other pieces back. You know, I could, there's clearly some unmet potential with him, but Stidham, I think you could get cheaper and maybe end up getting a, a little bit more from Okay, Joe, any any of these other guys you'd like? I feel like I'm staying away from the Miami situation. We haven't right. talked about that. Just because, look, I, I think especially with this weird offseason we're going to have, Fitzpatrick is going to start. But who knows when they're just going to be like, uh, we're, you know, we're two and eight. I'm just, let's put in two, right? Like, and at that point, like, who cares? You don't want Fitz. They're not going to put Fitz back in like they did last year. Um, this is not going to happen. Um Darnold's the guy I kind of like. I've, I've always thought the talent is there w- for him, um, and he has shown flashes where he's been amazing. Uh, I feel like was it two years ago he like finished the season uh, as like a top six quarterback or something like that. I, I I'd have to go look that back up, but like he was amazing the last like three weeks of the season or something like that. Um, Siddons, I'm just not sure. Like I mean, when Belichick believes in you, I guess fine, but <laughs> I don't know. Right. We've seen it work before, right? Uh, with Brady, obviously, but. I don't know. And this always seems to be whoever starts back there for them just seems to do just do well enough to, to make it work. But I'm still probably just staying away from them. And, and it's a wait and see for all those guys. There's other guys that I think you can get as a backup QB, even in single QB leagues that um, that I, I have a lot more faith in. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, so before we move on to running backs, Eric, you got any other final thoughts about this QB group here? Yeah, I mean, with Tua, I think like you guys said, it, it, there's such an enticing upside, you know, and, and that if they play as competitively down, you know, at the start of the year the way they did down the stretch, you know, maybe he doesn't see the field right away. But if they do struggle, as you pointed out, if they're two and eight or whatever, or Tua and eight, I should say. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, rim shot, Jeff. <laughs> Get that sound effect going. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, depending on the parameters of your league, is is it a keeper group? Is it all right? Is yeah, quarterback league. Yeah. Then you start asking yourself, how early do I go? How how much faith do I have in him playing and being an effective quarterback this year? I guess would be the question. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so move on to the running back side here. So. Again, we're looking at you know ADP, and and we broke this out in a, a half point uh, point per reception uh, rankings for the ADP. So you got Lev Bell sitting at 18. You got Singletary at 21. Uh, Sonny Michelle, 31. You know, granted he is recovering from this foot surgery um, from from May, but sounds like everything I've read, it sounds like it's all maintenance related. Yet it's still unclear if he's going to start the season uh, on the pup list or not. Um, you got new to the division, Matt Breda with Miami. James White, we obviously know about. Jordan Howard is new to Miami as well. And then rookie Zach Moss. So let's let's stick with Buffalo there. Uh, I mean, what do you make of this situation? You know, Singletary was such a popular pick before the draft. Right. But now that Moss is in town... You know, Singletary's ADP has dropped down a little bit. I mean, do you think people are overreacting? Is Moss a real threat? It's a fascinating question. I mean, I can tell you this. I think Buffalo was very excited about Devin Singletary going into last year, coming out of last season. I think they had to feel good about what they saw. You know, from a fantasy perspective, don't think he scored a lot, but the yardage was good, and you would assume that if, like what we talked about earlier, Allen doesn't get as many goal line touches – someone in that backfield is going to score. The feeling I got talking to, to to them this year prior to the draft was that, you know, they were going to add a running back most likely at some point, either somewhere in the, you know, first seven rounds or as a priority free agent. But it wasn't a position that they were going in saying, we got to have someone on day one or day two. Yeah. They just loved Zach Moss. They had too high a gray on, grade on him to let him go. So that begs the question, you know, is there is there room for both guys in this year's offense? Is Moss healthy? Because he's had a litany of injuries in college. If he is, to me, he's a better player than Devin Singletary. I like I like Devin Singletary. I love a healthy Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that affects 2020 either. I, I wouldn't be shocked if 
you know, if Singletary runs the way he did down the stretch, it's hard to really go away from that. So I'm a little ambivalent about that whole situation just because, you know, I could I could see it kind of going both ways or tilting at some point during the season. Yeah. Joe, any thoughts on Buffalo's situation? Yeah, it, it it's one of those ones. It, it is really hard to to judge. Um, you got you, you you know you you hit right on the head there. I mean, I, I have I have Pro Football Focus's um, you know draft guide up here, and and they actually listed Zach Moss as the most elusive back, which, um, and and they actually ranked him number two at the position. It's it's crazy. Like their ranking of him is much higher than I think a lot of people had him. Yeah. Um, but it's telling. I mean, you can't go wrong with pro football focus, right? I mean, they're legit. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just kind of feel like he's he is still of a little bit of just a he's going to fill that Frank Gore role. I mean, and Singletary did fine with Gore there. Uh, obviously, later in the year, Gore slowed down and Singletary had fresher legs. So, yeah, we saw him take off. Um I'm just not sure of them, I man. Like I, I, I do really feel like they are closer in ADP than, or they should be closer in ADP than than they are. Um, I don't think I'm going anywhere near Singletary in the top 25, top 30. Um, I'll probably have them closer to like where you see the two Dolphins go, like you know, early 30s. Yeah. Just because you never know, and I mean, yeah, one's gonna just blow up, but. I, I would probably take Singletary more than more than Moss just because he is a little more proven talent. That'd be all I had to say about it. And if I had to guess right now, I would say Singletary would get more touches. I think what Buffalo ideally would love to have is a healthy Zach Moss. Like, let's not overwhelm this yeah, kid right. right away, especially this offseason. Remember back in 2011, the lockout year where there was no offseason – there were a ton of soft tissue issue injuries that year. There were a ton mm-hmm. of Achilles sprains. Yeah. That year. So like injury prone guys were super vulnerable and regular people, people who are usually in the lineup every week were, were more vulnerable than normal. So I would think that portends more of a singletary workload this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The 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 lack of an off season is really going to impact a yeah. lot of people. This this especially the rookies and stuff, or, or people coming off of injury that needed this time to like get back in time, with, you know, tuning with their teammates and things like that. So it's really going to hurt them. But yeah, I think it's going to be. It's really up to every player to see what they're doing as far as their own conditioning, and you know they don't necessarily have coaches and training staff right at their disposal, maybe on some zoom calls, but it's not the same. And, you know, you look at all the other sports that were canceled, um, you know, that were in progress, basketball, all that these people just stopped playing the game. You know, football is obviously a different story there, but I still think it's going to be, it could be a heavy injury year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Uh, all right, let's move on here to the Jets. And uh, Le'Veon Bell is really the only running back there you want anything to do with. Um, but, you know, last year he was just a he was really just a volume guy, like not a lot to love there with the actual performance that he had. But he called a ton of balls. So in PPR, you loved him still. <laughs> so you were fine with it. But everybody wants more from him. Ken, are we going to get a little bit of a bounce back from Le'Veon Bell in year two with the Jets? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think he's still only 28 years old. You know, as many carries he's had as, you know, he, you know, he missed the entire season in in 2018. Pretty quiet last year. Um, part of me wants to say, sure, absolutely. He was a <laughs> game-changing talent. He was like a generational back, but we've also seen backs kind of you know, the drop-off is pretty precipitous, right? I mean, it, it can happen mm-hmm. for a guy who had uh, 1,500 touches his first, you know, five seasons in the league or whatever that number was. It was more than that probably, actually. Closer to 2,000, I would think, geez, because he had – 2017, he had a ton. So he had to be pushing, you know, something around 2,000 if you include his final year at Michigan State where he would carry the ball 400-plus times. So – you know, we're coming up on like 3,000 touches after this season. So, 
I'm just saying, like, that's, that's a workload for a 32-year-old or something. So, yeah, I'm a little, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't touch either him or Gore, but they do have better offensive line. Tight end should be better. I mean, I could see an uptick. I don't think I'm going to highly endorse him this year or anything like that. I mean, do you think the the ADP at, what is it, 18 is okay still? Oh, good question. What did he end up last year? I mean, would he have like 800 rush yards? and Uh, Last year, he had 789 rushing yards, three touchdowns, but he caught 66 for 461 in a touch. So, I mean, still nothing compared to his Pittsburgh days, but I mean – so that puts him at like okay. RB twenty something, I would think. I mean, he's pretty much spot on exactly where he finished last year. <laughs> so yeah, you know. and you're adding the rookies on because uh, everybody's drafting the rookies on top of him, including you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's it's close. I don't I don't yeah. know. That I would go much higher than that. Yeah, and you got to think that you know he had so much value as a as a receiver. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if if that's going to repeat this year or not. Um, so that that's something to worry, to worry me a little bit. I've never been a huge Lev Bell fan since the holdout, but I mean, if he puts up points and he falls at the right spot, it, maybe I'll take a chance on him. But yeah, he finished RB sixteen in PPR last year. Okay, in PPR, so yeah, he's, he's yep. dropped a little bit. Basically, it's all the rookies jumping in and. And stuff like that. So I mean, and somebody's got to catch passes, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, men, you know, Crowder, Mims, uh, Herndon. I mean, there's just not a ton of guys out there that you're saying, oh, we got to feed this guy the ball, or he's going to get a point, <laughs> you know. So yeah, there's still something there in those in those uh, reception leagues. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's buying into like the Michael Pirine. I mean, people like him as a talent, but I don't think he's going to be anything to like take he's a lot away from right Bell. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, they they signed Frank Gore, so <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Frank um, Gore's played for every team in that division now, except for the Patriots. Yeah, for New England, that's so, right. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but all right. Anyway, AJ, you want to move on here? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump in. Speaking of the Patriots, uh, the Goreless Patriots. Uh, so, are these running backs being undervalued? Um, you know, Sonny Michelle had. 247 rushing attempts last year. I mean, that, that's got to hold some kind of value, right? Yeah. I I think so. You know, I mean, the thing with Sony Michelle, I having owned him in one of my uh, leagues that I'm sort of most that most personally invested in last year, it was a very disappointing season. You know, you, you saw that playoff run where you thought, okay, he's he's sort of turning the corner uh, when they won the Super Bowl just never happened last year there were certain games where he just wasn't you know they they'd have have him on the field the first two series and then you wouldn't see him till the second half so their usage for years as you guys know has befuddled uh the masses it's really hard to predict i will say that there's a little bit of quiet undercurrent of buzz for damian harris um you know and if you look at his you look at belichick's history there have been a couple of guys uh, the receiving back who was from Cal who went to the Giants, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, he kind of disappeared from the league. Uh, <laughs> didn't John do a lot. Say it again. No, the Patriots had him. Um, oh my gosh, I'm just I'm just totally blanking. <laughs> Brandon Bolden. No, no, a couple years ago. Uh, I'll, I'll Jonas Gray. <laughs> no. Oh man, Jonas Gray. I don't Good dig boy. that team. Yeah. No. Um. They've had a couple guys where they basically just sat their rookie year and you didn't hear much from them and you thought, I even like this guy. And then all of a sudden they kind of use him in year two. But, you know, Belichick loves Burkhead. He's still got James White. I, you know, it's it's a confusing situation. So I, I want to like Sony Michelle. He looks nothing like he did in college. It's the most bizarre thing. Like all that burst he had in Georgia, we just haven't seen it. His, I don't think he's got a 40-yard – play from scrimmage in two seasons so yeah i i if he's healthy i'm interested but otherwise yeah, i don't maybe, know now maybe thinking about harris a little bit maybe reconsidering white later on yeah, yeah um go ahead joe yeah i mean with 
With the Pats here, they're always guys that I stay away from except for uh, James White. I mean, I feel like with Stidham there, like maybe they'll just have a bunch of little, little dump down passes um, unless they, you know, want to take the leash off of Stidham, which I'm not sold that they're going to do. That hasn't been their offense in years. Um, you know, it, in Dynasty, I, I'm still interested in Damian Harris. So, you know, again, back to your they like the guy in year two type of thing. So that's mm-hmm. just. That's a guy that I'm still semi interested in just to see what they do because I I liked him a lot coming into last year and then it was like oh, yeah did did he do something wrong like what happened <laughs> uh, they just didn't use him so who knows yeah Shane Marine was the name I was trying to come uh, up with oh yeah that's right ah, okay. <laughs> yeah all right I just, just pulled throw up, back there, I yeah. just pulled up California Bears running backs and uh, that's right I I just hadn't scrolled down that far. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not a lot of good ones, but they've all done like oh, yeah. nothing in the NFL except for Lynch. And, yep. Man, everybody remember Justin Forsett for a year? That was sure. fun. <laughs> anyway, oh, moving man. on. <laughs> all right. So you're going to hit us up with the Dolphins. Yeah. So, you know what? The running backs in this division are kind of really interesting just because the team, like, there's just not a clear, like, top two, top three, whatever. So we're going to hit on all the teams for the running backs, which we are not going to do for any of the other positions. But Dolphins, they signed Jordan Howard, right? So everybody's like, all right, I guess this is Howard's role. You know, he's nothing nothing sexy. Nobody really likes him. But, hey, when he's got the top job, it he's been okay. Yep. Um, but then they traded for Matt Breida. And I'll tell you, I love Matt Breida from a talent standpoint and what he did in San Francisco when he got opportunities. Those games where he got a lot of touches, he crushed it. Um, what is your thoughts behind this backfield? Like, who's the one to own? Yeah, I I think of the two. Like, Jordan Howard, I, it's funny because you, you described it perfectly. When they got their touches, they're volume runners, right? Like, yeah. and most guys are like that. But, you know, you see an Alexander Madison who can get eight carries and still give you a pretty productive game for that. You know, those guys aren't that. And the Bears figure that out. Nagy's first year, you know, the Eagles kind of figure that out too. He sort of needs that diet to get going a little bit. And, you know, most offenses aren't really set up that way. So, of the two, I guess the fact that they sort of saw an opportunity to get Brita for, for probably less than it was worth, and they want to be this sort of ground-and-pound play-action offense, you know, I would guess that he's a little bit more attractive. But, you know, like you said, Jordan Howard's, like, just good enough to remind you that, you know, he can still play, but week to week, what are you getting? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think – the big concern for me with Breda is the injury history. Yep. And as we were just talking about, you know, yep. this isn't the year to really want to stockpile a bunch of, you know, past injury guys. Yep. Um, it, 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 you can't even really say, well, it could help because he's got Howard there and, you know, they'll, they'll share the load. Well, San Fran had how many running backs sharing the load? 15, I guess it was. Right. So, you know, I, I don't think that really matters too much. Um, as long as they can utilize him in, in the right ways, hopefully he can stay stay healthy, stay on the field, and help the team. Um, but of the two, I, I think I like Howard a little bit more. Um, I mean, he's, he's still young. You know, he just had one year with the Eagles and really didn't get a chance to shine there. I don't feel like because yeah. of his own injuries too. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a good runner. I know his stats have kind of fallen off each year. Um, but granted he was playing with the bears. So right. <laughs> could, uh, could have explained a few things there, but I, I'm probably not going to own many of these guys, you know, but of the two, I, I think I would lean, lean a little more towards Howard. And Howard's got the touchdown production to you yeah. know what I mean. The thing with Breed is that you know it's been really spottier, so I I I I understand the argument. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I guess that moves us on to receiver. There, you want to start us off on the yeah. Let's uh, yeah. Let's keep going along here, man. Receivers. Um, 
So ADP-wise, we've got Stefan Diggs, newcomer in Buffalo, wide receiver 24, Parker right behind him at 25, Julian Edelman 34, John Brown 37, then Jamison Crowder 49, Preston Williams, uh, Dynasty Darling 50, Nikhil Harry, uh, last year's Dynasty Darling <laughs> 63, and then Brashard Perryman 64. Those are the guys that I, I listed. There's obviously more, but don't think we really need to hear about the other guys who don't aren't hardly going to get drafted. So let's jump right in here. Devontae Parker, uh, a guy that a lot of people, including myself, disowned last year. And uh, for good reason, because his first few years were super disappointing, but just blew up and finished wide receiver seven. Yet he's still going ADP 25. Uh, and by the way, that wide receiver seven was half point PPR. We are using half point uh PPR for our area people. Um, so, I mean, is he being undervalued here or was last year just, you know, was the outlier? I mean, he, I think, had a career high in yards in the final eight games last year. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, his production in the last half of the season, yes, I think, was better than anything he had done in a full season prior to that. It's hard to realize, too, he's heading into his sixth year in the league. I mean, yeah. He's been around for a minute, and we just hadn't seen anything from him. So, is there a little bit of a, you know, a fright factor that it was just a, you know, Fitzpatrick throwing the ball to whoever he thought had a chance? Yes, but we also have to think about the Adam Gase factor. Like the dude actively disliked Parker. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like he dislikes any good player, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. If you're talented and drawing Adam Gase the roster, there's a good chance you're. <laughs> So I just felt like there was almost like a personal agenda against him that was just, you know, this guy was, you know, unrefined. But once he figured yeah. it out, he saw some real ability there. And so, yeah, I felt like he was getting 10 balls thrown his way every single game last year. Is that going to go away? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think so. So I don't know. I, I I'm really fascinated to see what he does this year and especially with the potential of a quarterback change. But, you know, there's no reason to think that he can't, if he'd have doubled up his second half of last year, we're talking about a 1600 yard year. So yeah. Matt 1200 again, shouldn't be that hard. I don't think. The one yeah. thing I think about where you, where you mentioned how he blew up in the second half of the season, Preston Williams was not there that, sure. that part of the season. So Preston Williams was doing awesome uh and i mean yeah parker was still doing good and better than he had been in years past um but i wonder if with a hopeful fully healthy preston williams for the entire season if we could get even three quarters of what we got of parker last year and i'm, I'm not sure i buy into it and maybe that's where the adp drop comes from because everybody's just like worried about it right and i mean there's still people who believe in Albert Wilson, like they even <laughs> on that team who think he yeah. could be a valuable piece. I mean, it's like th there's still like an identity crisis with this team, and and yes. who's as good as they showed? Who's yeah. what roles are going to fill? I'm 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 leery, but there's talent in all those guys. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know you mentioned a good point there, Joe. That Preston Williams was the go-to yep. when he was healthy. He gets injured, and then Parker, they finally, like, realize, oh, well, shit, okay, this guy's got a lot Good. of potential <laughs> and, and can play ball, too. Yep. You know? and, they, uh, and they stopped Josh Rosen from playing, so they just threw well, Fitz in there. Was, Fitz just likes to throw the ball yeah. 60 times a game. So, And that's fine. You know, Fitz doesn't care at all. He's like, he's like, oh, you have three inches of space? Yeah, I'm going to throw the ball anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so. likely I might get it intercepted. It's also likely that you will catch it. <laughs> Let's try it. Uh, so, all right. Well, speaking of uh, the, the the Buffalo team here, we got Diggs. Um, we we kind of mentioned him a couple of times earlier here. So what can we expect from Diggs now that he's in Buffalo and potentially happier? Yeah, I mean, they, they gave a lot to get him. And and it surprised me a little bit only from one regard, which was they already had a couple of sort of smaller, quicker receivers. So I thought that was the only curious element of it. But, you know, I, I've, I'm a big Stefan Diggs fan. He seemed to be a little bit, you know, kind of off his focus last year at one point. 
but they're saying good things about him in Minnesota now that he's gone. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It's not one of those there was something else at play or whatever. I think there was just a little bit of tension there with the play calling, with Cousins, with everything else, with Mike Zimmer at times. You know, I mean, he was a big touchdown producer the, the prior two years, and I think he fell off a little bit last year. I can't recall the numbers off the top of my head, but, you know, he's not your typical small guy. I mean, he's a speed guy, but he's also a short, quick guy as well. I, you know, he finds his way into the end zone. That's that's an exciting prospect for a player of his size. And so, you know, there might be a little bit of a, a chemistry-building experiment there with Allen. You know, Kirk Cousins wasn't exactly the most accurate pinpoint guy either. <laughs> so that's the only fascinating sort of element is he going from, you know, one similar type of accuracy thrower to another one. Eh, but... I, I, they are going to give him the ball, and his targets are going to go up from what he saw last year when that number was shockingly low, I think. Uh, yeah, so my feeling on Diggs here is that his pr- overall, like, I'll say this, his consistency is going to drop. Um, we've mentioned this when we talked about Allen early on, and his completion percentage is awful. Um, you mentioned Kirk Cousins, by the way. <laughs> We're talking sixty-nine <clears throat> 69%, 67%, 64%, 70%, 69%. His completion percentage is not bad. <laughs> um, I it seems like it is because he just misses badly. You know, he misses when he misses, he misses badly, and usually it's like a pick or something. Right. But uh, it Point. overall Point. he's pretty solid. Um. The one thing that's really going to help Diggs is that Josh Allen has a deep ball that Kirk does not. And when that lands, I mean, AJ alluded to it earlier, that's a 70-yard touchdown. That's right. going to make your whole fantasy. You don't care what else Diggs does. That made your whole day. You yeah. know, uh, That's a 13-point, 14-point play right there. Right. And so, the one, and the one thing last year, too, that I noticed when I watched the Vikings – they tried to get Diggs deep a lot. He did catch some balls downfield. I mean, I think he averaged a healthy yards per ke- per catch. He just didn't have as many grabs last year. So right, they did no, go, spot on. go after him downfield last year. I think that was, you know, it was all yeah. short stuff that that really beefed up Cousins' uh, passing numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So yards per reception for Diggs was at a career high, easily seventeen point nine. Um, oh, it's yeah. just you know ninety four targets, caught sixty three of them. It's not a not a fantastic rate, but I think it's it's you know it's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where Kirk's game is not downfield, not anymore. Right. Uh, so. Allen still can do that, although he's not as accurate. I mean, he's, he's never broken 60. He's never been above. Right. Last year was a 58. The year before was 52. So, hey, maybe he breaks 60. If he can get to, like, 62, 63, maybe we see a huge year from Diggs. Uh, but I'm betting we'll we'll get some gaudy stat weeks from him, but it's going to be pretty inconsistent. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Stafford's the only guy I can recall who jumped, made a big jump completion percentage-wise, like his – First to his second year, and then I think his second to his third year, where I think there were like sizable gains. So it's hard to expect a, another big leap from him. Sorry to mean to cut you off there. No, no, it's all good. I was done. <laughs> yeah, I think the the one nice thing to look at too is, yeah, his percentage, Allen, has been down, but he hasn't had a receiver like Diggs in yep. his career yet either. So, I mean, no, you know nothing against Brown and, and Beasley. I think those guys are, are very solid players uh, and, and productive. Um, but Diggs is just, he he's on a different level. So I think it'll be interesting to see what, what he can do. Um, so that's what, that's, uh, that's my thought on, on Diggs at least. Yeah. I, I like him. So the last guy I want to talk about is uh, Brashard Perryman. And like, ADP is really low, but I wonder if he's being super overvalued. I mean, like we saw what he did at the end of last year with Tampa when Mike Evans and, um, oh man, Godwin, like Godwin, Godwin were, were hurt. Thank you. Jeez. I yeah. feel stupid for that one. Thank you. Um, so Godwin were hurt. Right. Um, but 
there's not much in New York, right? Uh, it's Crowder, who's not even close to running the same routes as Perriman. Uh, they brought in Mims. Yeah, that's that's not going to... Again, rookie receivers, I don't really buy them all that much. But is, is Perryman a little undervalued in your book based off the finish he had last week? He finally flashed. Yeah, he could be. I mean, he's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm always a little bit leery of a guy who's on his fourth team in his fifth NFL season, you know, like having any kind of confidence in him. Like teams don't really give up on first round picks, as, you know, especially the, the, the Ravens as quickly as they did. But it was clear once he moved on, there was some ability that was worth kind of harnessing. But it really, it did take, you know, I was surprised the Jets chose him as their deep option instead of just keeping – Robbie Anderson for a few more bucks. So, you know, if he steps right into that role, it, it could be superb value. Does he still frighten me a little bit? Yes. Is he a volume guy? No, you're counting on two or three shots a game or whatever. Right. And he had that one, was it the, who was he playing? The Lions? He just went, no. No, no, no. It was that Christmas game. No, it was like that, uh, yeah, that pre Christmas game against the, uh, it was like a Saturday game against the Texans. I mean, he looked uncoverable, you oh, know. Yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to remember the game where I saw him go nuts, but yeah, that was uh, was one of those two games where he just he was he was incredible, and you thought, well, there's that first round ability. Now he's heading into year five or whatever. Uh, yeah, the the role itself is is enticing. You're, you know, you're you're gonna get probably six seven touchdowns. 800 yards, something like that. I mean, at that at that level, I think you can probably get him at a bargain. It actually was the Detroit game. The 5 for 113 oh, and 3 okay. touchdown game. Good call on I, that. I, I uh, think the next game was the, the Texans game, if I recall. I remember him having... He, but he caught 7 for 102, but no touch. But, like, okay. that's still phenomenal. Still, <laughs> yeah. Still solid. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, the end of the season there was him. It was just ridiculous. I mean, they had nobody else to throw to. And, of course, Winston was just throwing it as much as he could. <laughs> Although no it didn't help the first three passes every game was an interception. Two of them returned for a touchdown, so, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm i probably not going to have a lot of pairing in this year. Uh, if I get him in one or two spots, fine. I'll take a chance yeah. on him late because he is going late. Um, I, I just don't really – because I'm with you, man. Like, I, Guys that broke out for like a three-game stretch because right. there was nobody else on that team, I'm not buying a whole lot into – uh, so I'm, I'm right there with the ADP on that one. What do you think, AJ? I, I think he's interesting because he's kind of, you know, he's he's one of those like 2018 Damian Williams players where he gets the opportunity late and he blows up in the fantasy playoffs and just wins you a championship. So, uh, you know, I, I it'll be interesting to see if it can carry over, um, you know, obviously with a different team. Uh, different setup, different quarterback. So I do like him later on. Uh, I, I think he does have some ability, and I, I just think Baltimore, they just aren't a pass-heavy team. So they never really gave him enough of an opportunity to really shine, in, in my opinion, um, because of the, the way their schemes are. So if they That's gave fair. him another year, maybe maybe he could have broken out there, um, and he'd still be there. But yeah, maybe not. So, all right, we got any other thoughts here on receivers, or good for tight ends? I'm good with whatever you guys want. All right, <laughs> let's finish up here with some tight ends then. Yeah, AJ, so, take it off. Take it away. So we got uh, ADP again. We got Gasecki from the Dolphins as uh, tight end fifteen. Um, again, half half point PPR or half PPR. Uh, Chris Herndon sitting at twenty nine, and Dawson Knox is at thirty. Yeah. So, can Gasecki build off of his late season run and and kind of keep going with that? Yeah, I mean, another super gifted athlete. I mean, I don't know if you guys you guys see the video this off season. He throws the ball over the house and catches it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, search that one out after the show. It was pretty good. Uh, you know, and well. the word on him when I talked to I talked to somebody there during training camp his rookie year, so I guess two years ago, whatever. 
And they just said he was lost. Like, you know, it was, it was the blocking yeah. schemes were new to him. The routes were different. He's, he was just lost. But they said a year later, talked to the same guy who said night and day. Like, he just looked like a different player. And you saw it on the mm-hmm. field, right? I mean, he yeah. caught a high percentage yeah. of the ball thrown at him. You know, started getting in the end zone, I think, by the end of the year. You know, the, the yeah, plates downfield. <laughs> it was just it was exciting. It was like, all right, this is the guy. So, same things we talked about with Parker and Williams. Like, you know, there's there's a little bit of a question about the quarterback deal, but I love that, you know, that they were looking for him in that New England game when they went up there and won last year. I you know, the 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 shootout when they were blowing the the chance of the number one pick there, you know, like he was the man in that game from what I remember. I think he's got a piece in this offense. I don't, I think they realize let's not ask this dude to block. Let's get him out. Yeah. Of space. yeah. You know, the way the, the Noah fans and the other, you know, the other move tight ends around the league do. I totally agree. Um, I, I'm a huge Kentucky fan. I loved him coming out of college. Like some of yeah. us are Penn State fans, so we watch a lot of Penn State games. And like when he got drafted, I was like, yes, <laughs> like I yeah. want him. Drafted him in a couple rookie drafts in dynasty leagues, uh, like you know, late second. Uh, so I was so happy to get him. And then the yeah, the year one was like, oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, but I, I can't. People, people were like, I, you know, people were trying to send me trades, and I just, yeah, I, I just bought. I was like, ah, I'm gonna give him a chance. I'm gonna give him a chance, and I'm so glad I did. I'm super excited to see how he progresses into year three here. You know, that that end of the year, uh, as AJ knows, uh, I beat him in our championship game with Gasecki. He had Fitzpatrick oh, oh, oh. in week shit. 16 who threw uh, who, who threw Fitz a bunch threw of touchdown four passes. touchdowns. And, and I think like three of them went to Gasecki. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty nasty. So I was super excited for that. Because uh, you had Winston in that, that week. Oh, yeah, and that Winston. was the three straight, you know, pick six interceptions or yes, whatever. It was. Yes, it was. It was. So, yeah, I was looking awesome. at him like, okay, this, this could be good. And then it's going like, to work out pretty well for me. Damn yeah. it. He's got Gusecki. <laughs> yeah. They all kept going to Gusecki. So I was super happy about that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I agree. Like, again, they've got some weapons on that offense, especially in the passing game with Parker and, and, and Wilson. Um, and, and, um, not Wilson. Williams, thank you. Um, so, you know, but again, as long as the coaching staff finally figures out, don't let him block. That's a big thing. Like, he's not a blocker. This is right. not his game. You said it. Like, I 100% agree with you there. So, um, <clears throat> so the rest of these tight ends, though, man, like, they're not great. The only other guy that sort of interests me is, you know, Chris Herndon coming into last year pre-suspension, pre-injuries, right? was a hot commodity, like especially dynasty people wanted him. Like this guy was gonna be the next big tight end, right? Then he just, you know, he had the suspension, he came back for a couple games, nothing happened, then he got injured. It just now everybody just, just wants nothing to do with him. I mean but is he still good? Like is like I don't really know what to think about him at this point. Everybody's off of him. But I still kinda like him. Yeah, I mean, you know, young guy, we're talking about a twenty four year old kid. I mean I think he's going to be a piece of that offense, you know, for all the same reasons we talked about with the other Jets guys. But, you know, I guess I am just a little bit shocked that there hasn't been, you know, again, I don't really chart this stuff the way you guys might in the offseason. Like, but hearing this now, this shocks me, you know, to, to realize that, you know, that he's, that he's not getting any attention last year. I mean, Ryan Griffin, like, isn't that good a player to me? No. The guy who ended up starting, I think, almost all their games at tight end last year. And he still, like, found his way to, like, five or six touchdowns. So, yeah. you know, I mean, there, there was, like, the role that he could handle. And Herndon, I think, can handle 20% more of that or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know what Griffin's final numbers were, but I just know that they used him a little bit and had a role for him. And I think Herndon would have expanded that by quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, his, rookie, his rookie year and tight ends don't usually don't do anything their rookie year. His rookie right. year was good. 39 receptions, 502 yards and four touchdowns. Yep. Like, you do that your I rookie year. You've got year. my attention I, for a tight end. Yep. I mean, yep. that's that's like basically around a little bit above Griffin's reception total. 
uh, one more or how many touchdowns do they have rookie year? Five. Herndon? Same thing. Four or five, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So one less touchdown, but 500 yards compared to 320 last year for for Griffin. And Griffin's 30 years old. I mean, so Griffin's not that not. he's he's a guy. He's, a guy. He's, he's, he's 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 what he is. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Herndon will yep. be 25. He's the guy to own there to me. I think he's more yeah. talented. He's more explosive. Uh, it's just one of those. Yeah, it's it's what have you done for me lately, right? It's it's recency bias. I even hear people saying that, uh, you know that that Herndon's not the one to own that the Ryan Griffin is, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> come on, not even close. Who who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> I I see it on Twitter, dude. I see these like random people. Yeah, I don't know if these like hot take people just trying to be Collinsworth. I don't know what's going on here. His- um. Best game was week 11 against, well, none other than the Redskins, well, where he I went think, five for, for 109. And I think, uh, let me let me let me hide my Redskins helmet back here for that one. Um, <laughs> not not he had a 45 yarder, though. So that's sure. and it was probably the touchdown. I don't recall. But I mean, it's that's where it was. Everything else is, you know, 50 or below one other game above 50 yards. So. You know, I, I think he's he was more of a commodity because they needed to throw the ball to somebody and, and Herndon wasn't there. So, yeah, pretty much. So, all right. Uh, any other thoughts on these tight ends? I mean, we got Dawson Knox. We got the New England guys who are both rookies. I mean, any interest in these guys? And, you know, is, are, are they being severely underrated? Doc's sort, Knox sort of interests me, but I mean, yeah. ADP is so low. I was kind of shocked, honestly. What was Dox's number uh, number again? Thirty. Thirty. Wow. He's I mean, he's 30. worth more than that, in my opinion. Like Yeah. You know, I mean He'll be a streamer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably right. The you know, the the fact that they were sort of using him down the stretch and they felt a little more comfortable with him, I mean that 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 carries some weight in my mind. But you know, he's he's definitely a still I think he had to finish higher than that last year. I mean, he had two or three touchdowns and you know, 30, 40 grabs or whatever it was. He was pretty good. I mean, he wasn't great, but pretty good. For a guy yeah. who didn't score a touchdown between the time he left high school and got to the NFL, zero TDs at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, I thought he had a terrific rookie year, so he was he was, he was was a lot more uh, efficient than I thought he might be. Yeah, he actually did finish right at 30. Is that right? Um, 50 targets, 28 receptions, 388 yards. Uh, only two touchdowns, but you know, is that it? Okay, th- that's okay. I mean, still, it's two more than he had all through college. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like Knox. I, I think he's interesting. I I had him in a dynasty league, and then I I ended up flipping him, okay. um, just to clear up taxi space. But uh, I mean, other than that, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not... with Diggs there now, though, you gotta wonder, like, you know, he's gonna lose target share. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably, but, you know, maybe they hold him in a little bit more to block for Moss, keep him fresher. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he's still young, though. Dude's 23. I, I think he's got plenty of room to grow. Yep. Cool, cool. All right, man. Well, that is all we've got. Uh, this was great talk. A lot of good information, Eric. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your stuff and, you know, on Twitter and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, I do a lot of draft stuff, but this time of year, and obviously given the conditions, I'm doing a little bit of everything over at Yahoo Sports. So head to uh, sports.yahoo.com. Check me out on Twitter, Eric with a C underscore at home, E-D-H-O-L-M. And I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, yeah, we, we threw you the follows. Uh, this was this was Jeff, our our new podcast producer. Like he knew he knew you, I guess, from back in the day, and so he recommended yeah, talking, yeah. reaching out to you. So it was a great, great idea. So much appreciated, Jeff, for for that. And uh, yeah, so uh, we we gave you the follow on Twitter ourselves. And uh, awesome. yeah, so good stuff, man. We're looking forward to it. So all, all right, right, have a good night, man. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. All right, thanks, Eric. Have a good one. All right, AJ. Um, so that's all I've got. So next week we're going to be bringing on our NFC. I believe we're doing North. So you know Ravens, Pittsburgh, Bears, or Browns, Bengals. Uh, <laughs> talking too fast. 
Uh, so we got all those teams, a lot of interesting players there. Of course, you know, we got all the, uh, guys on the Steelers coming back from injury. You know, we got Lamar coming off his huge season. We got the Ravens running backs who, uh, obviously became a little more jumbled this year than the past. So very, very interesting conversations to have. Uh, we do not have a guest lined up yet, but I'm, I'm getting one soon. I hope, uh, so we will, we will be there soon with that and I will preview that. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the live streams on Twitter slash Periscope, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Go ahead and check that out. We'll, we'll be doing that every week. Uh, hopefully uh, it, it looked good, sounded good. Um, let us know, man. I, I appreciate feedback from everybody to make this thing better. Uh, it will be published on YouTube right after this ends. I believe the live feed just goes you know, published immediately. Uh, but we'll be putting it on anchor, which goes out to like iTunes and all that kind of stuff, uh, later tonight. And, uh, yeah, you can check it out later if you didn't catch it live. So, um, got anything else to add, man? Ah, good. (laughs) I know. I just talked a lot there. Sorry. I got, got to represent. So, all right, man, that's it. And, uh, we will see you later. All right.